0: Kessler, Kessler, the delivery right by Adams. Rebound! It's your goal set! And Vermont Green up two! No one who to a body. Kobe yeah, over the goalie, and Vermont Green in front again. Ryan Kobe. Salvez. O'Neill the turn. Mark O'Neill. Ridiculous stuff. Oh, baby, Mark O'Neill. That was a delight finds a way to get it to lily who gets it to nwagbo he puts it on target oh Diva that's that's did it from the sideline. The the they, they, uh,
1: they do love united and green
0: and uh so this is united and green uh this is uh season one episode 11 united and green uh welcome we uh have uh our, our returning players uh back from injury uh injured reserve list uh we have tonight uh tyler the creator How you doing, Tyler? hello friends i'm back better than ever
2: or about the same as ever which isn't okay i guess
0: <laughs> you you're you're the okayest of of the three of us uh the
2: meets expectations of the uh of
0: the of the world you're you're just a c student there you are there you um are. yep and uh and also we uh we've been missing will so we uh we've got will back off a couple week hiatus uh you know uh meeting uh with the ownership group uh you know he's he's got to be part of the supporters trust right uh, or something
1: look i was really sick with uh personal responsibility but i'm back now so I'm ready ready to podcast
0: <laughs> perfect perfect let's get right into it then uh we got a couple of games boys um and uh one game was pretty fiery. The other game was uh a little uh pins and needles for a minute, uh wet again, but pins and needles uh to start and uh but then just blew up. Uh you know, Will, you want to get us going uh, with uh with Connecticut? Is that what are they AC Connecticut? Or They're inter- AC Connecticut,
1: Connecticut which yeah. I can't stand, you know, make up your own your own uh style. But um, you know, we don't know too much about this team you know we played them once last year it was a six to four away from home kind of bizarre result and honestly we ended up with a pretty close result six to three but you know I never really felt like it was outside of the boys control you know I think really the the more fair result is six to one but we led in a few stoppage time goals and you know that's the way it goes but I think ultimately the takeaway from there is you know we're strong with the rotation, and I think that even with some players rotating out that provided a lot of early uh season offense we are really potent we're looking great down the stretch uh and I think that the game wasn't as close as the score line suggests
0: absolutely not like uh you know i mean we had uh we had tela's uh you know with the brace we had uh, we had Zach Zengay getting back on the board, getting back into form. You know, he had not necessarily been off form, but like uh, he hadn't been his early season self, uh, you know, for a few matches. And, and he got he got back into the swing of things, putting putting uh, putting balls into the net. Um, and, and, you know, we had amazing uh, performances out of, uh, you know, who my my son calls him a Brazilian cheese um d'agostini uh that, that dude for me was was one of the uh performers of the game i mean uh and you know typical typical brazilian uh, he's very dribbly um but he could put it he can put in a cross uh he's fast he's showy he's in he and he doesn't you know he lets you know that he's going to be that way He 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 doesn't you know he doesn't hold back on that kind of stuff uh and I and I loved seeing Rodri uh, you know, get involved too. I think you know, going forward, having having as deep a bench as we have is a is a big deal. Um, and having players who can just slot in when other players aren't available or when other players need rest, because all these guys need rest, right? I mean it it it's uh and it's it's I thought it was gonna be kind of a roller coaster ride in the middle of the season here, but it's it's really not. I think it's uh I, I, I think we're you know, like, like Will said, we're going to come down the stretch. We're, we're hitting, uh, we're hitting that gas pedal and just pushing on man. Tyler, what did you see, man? I, 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 I'm sure you saw a lot of what we saw. Obviously you're standing right next to us at the game, but <laughs> I was I had a slightly you, different view. You might have some different perspective course. though. Uh, no, it
2: was a great, it was a great, good, great game. I feel like again, the score line, uh, not reflective of the, uh, the situation on the field throughout the game. It was a pretty, a, again, another dominant Vermont green performance. Um, you know, I will say it's worrisome that it's it's both worrisome and reassuring that the majority of our goals that we've let in have been like sloppy mistakes and sort of garbage time goals. Like, it's frustrating, but it's also like we're not getting beat on a regular basis by solid attacks. I think the first goal was just like an absolute rocket. Uh, the first AC Connecticut goal was just... Like, from what I remember, Topin's just like, well, that was a shot. Hats off to you, sir. Um, but the response was fantastic, like, putting three goals back the other way or, you know, within the first half. And yeah. uh, then just throughout the game, just keeping keeping our foot on the gas to continue the car metaphor. Um, and also just like, yeah, I mean, Degasini had a great game. He is such a threat uh, as an individual, but also as, like, a decent crosser, a strong crosser into the – into the box um and just fun as hell to watch. I mean, like he's one of those players who he gets the ball and you're like, something's gonna happen, right? He's got that sort of like, you know, he is to Vermont Green to what San Maximum is to Newcastle. You're like, he may not he he may not like finish the plate, but he's gonna do something amazing along the way. Um, but yeah, great, great, great attacking, high-scoring game. Um, and you know, goes without saying hats off to uh Feddy for giving up what really could have been a hat trick for a very nice feed to Nacho rage for his goal. And uh, yeah, great, high scoring, fun game.
1: Yeah. I just wanted to weigh in on D'Agostini because I, I'll be honest, I didn't really know much about him when he signed, but as soon as I watched him play, I was like, Oh, this guy is really something because you know, when AC Connecticut went up on that screamer. You know, I I got to say, I was a bit nervous. You know, we had dropped games to Pioneers. We dropped games to Seaport. And, um, you know, I was just concerned that we went down to AC Connecticut. And, yes, I said Seaport. And, uh, you know, so I was concerned we went down to AC Connecticut. I was like, oh, this is getting a little little hairy, you know, at this point of the season, every game counts. But when that Dagestini e rocket went in on the far post shot, clanged off it, I think that was one of the like most fervent and intense celebrations and, and it was raining. So it was, uh, it was a lot of the uh, hardcore supporters. We were the people there. I think that was one of the most frantic celebrations I've ever seen, you know, yeah. that bag. And it was to tie the game early in the game. But I think we were all feeling this sense of anxiety that, you know, our season was slipping away before us and uh, D'Agostini lasered it in. I, I was, uh,
2: and there was never any. Sense it was of going panic, crazy, right? you know. There was no like that. Goal was came relatively quickly after the first goal, but even between, even during that sort of gap, it didn't feel panicked, right? I mean, like Mike did. Did you get any sense of like nerves or panic? It just kind of felt like, all right, guys, let's back at it.
0: And but there's no no anxiety, right? There was. I mean, there was maybe it a permussed. minute or two, like right after, right the after fan the,
1: anxiety, fan, fan anxiety, anxiety, right? Yeah, there yeah.
0: Was, yeah, like yeah. For for me. I, I sat there and I was like, OK, OK, let's give it a second, see what happens after this, see how we respond. Um, it, it, and, you know, I think we've done the green have done what they they did, what they have done all season, which is um, kind of get back on the ball, um, dominate possession, uh play a little bit higher line than I'm normally comf- comfortable with, uh, you know, seeing on defense, but uh, you know, it, it's the midfield dominance that allows the the forwards to, to do what they do and to play the way that the way that they play in this, in this uh, team. And I, I, th- I think we've mentioned a number of times. So like the anxiety was there for me for probably a few minutes. I mean, till that Dagasini strike. I mean, that was, that was outrageous. Um, you know, and 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 I think like like Will said, like the crowd, the crowd, like you said, hardcore supporters. There are a lot of families there too who kind of brave the weather, uh, and 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 the people are really starting to catch on. You know, I I still get the uh, who's Vermont Green? What what is that? You know, what is that shirt you're wearing? I still get that. You know, some people just don't know yet, or I just don't don't know soccer. So, but I mean, the crowd. There was a lot of a lot of energy in the crowd and goal after goal after goal, you felt to build and build and build. And I, and, and for me, like, I think the fans that come to the games regularly, uh, they, they know what we've got here. And this could be something very, very special. I mean, I I think it's probably when the power rankings come out, they're going to be probably in the top 10 next week.
1: I do check the USL two power rankings often. I think they messed it up two weeks ago. I have to I, I have to see his place there this week um you know you look at the standings it's outrageous, but to go back on your point is you know I keep thinking about that first rain game we had last season where it really only was you know a, a select few that didn't know any better uh compared, <laughs> to this, compared to this season and um you know we filled the stadium up for a rainy rainy day and a rainy game and and the atmosphere was incredible and um you know there's been a lot of talk about amongst the vermont green supporters this week about fan support on other teams and i think that um just it goes to show you that against ac connecticut in the rain we can you know really pack our stadium and i think especially for a team like ac connecticut that doesn't see us that often that makes a huge difference in the way our boys play and how they uh, the opposing team reacts to us
2: it was really interesting.
1: I don't you know,
2: this is a this is a little inside Green Mountain Boys sort of uh info here and in, in consideration, but I think it's interesting. Um I went down uh to grab um a beer, I think, and got you know, ended up chatting with somebody at the start of the second half. Um and was down behind the stands and usually when we're in the front you can't really hear how many people are getting involved because we're not really facing backwards and so we have like you know at least I have a limited sense of how involved people are getting with our chanting and our yelling and our cheering but somebody once of them, one of you guys started a chant and I could hear people all the way up to the top rows getting involved and it was this really nice moment for me as like a as a fan to hear the entirety of like the south end section really getting involved and being like oh yeah like people are catching on sort of like within <laughs> within our own like you know fan group uh and with certainly catching on within the state and you know one anecdotal story a friend of mine went to a red bulls game um last week and wore i said to him a, a making noise with a boy shirt so he's wearing that his son was wearing his like kids uh green mountain uh vermont green kid and Some guy stopped in the parking lot and was like, oh, man, I love Vermont Green. They're, like, such an awesome, like, cult. They have such an awesome cult following, such a cool team, just out of nowhere. He, like, knew them. And so I feel like those sort of things, you know, locally where there's, like, a good momentum and obviously a lot of interest on the um, radio stream from the game or the last game, which we'll get to in a a moment, um, people were listening from New Zealand, from Liverpool. Uh, Terry was in Scotland. Like, it's just, there's there's just, you know, the range of support is, I think, hard to measure or document sometimes, but it's there. And it's really cool to see it sort of pop up in funny ways.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously, uh, we we do have a pretty uh, energetic, energetic uh, supporters group. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that you know, we, we mentioned last week about Jason running up and down the, I mean, running up and down the stands, getting all the crowd involved. And I think that you know by the end of the season, you're going to hear the rest of the the rest of the crowd getting involved too because what the things that we try to do um is infect a little bit at a time the crowd and 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 move it down to the other side to the north end so that everybody's involved, and that's what we want and i i I gotta tell you, man, I bet the energy is just as is just as high at that other end at at points you know as of as course. it is on our end um so, yeah, and, and I, I had kind of the same experience, you know, when I went underneath and hearing the crowd, because it was really kind of the first time this year that I've heard the crowd get really, really, really loud. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah, I was in the
1: bathroom when the second Zengi goal went in, and um, it was, you couldn't tell that the stadium wasn't full. You know, yes. these, these fans are passionate, they're wild, and and we're talking about organic football growth and, you know, Tyler running into people at other large events, knowing who we are, and it's you know, the potential is there. I mean, we we're t- we're less than 2 years into organic football growth and we already yeah. have such a passionate fan base and what I would say to anybody that's listening to this right now is that if you are not a member of our Slack chat with the Green Mountain Boys, you should join right now because it <laughs> it is active and it is intense. You know, Poppy and Tyler and I got in a fight today about Arsenal transfers. You should get into onto this because at the end of the day, we're we're we're, we're all Vermont Green fans. We're also passionate football fans that need a outlet to express our our emotion and our excitement and our anger or frustration and uh everybody in the fan base is so welcoming and you should you should get in on this because the select chat is i look at it every day you know it it, it is such a passionate fan base in such a short amount of time that if you're you're a vermonter and you're a football fan you owe it to yourself to be in the part of this group. Yeah, honestly. And I'm sure these guys will say the exact same thing. I mean, this is this is what American football fandom is <clears throat> is is begging for is this sort of yeah. community, especially Vermonters. Like, you know, this has made my my fucking two years. You know, I it it if, being a Vermont Green, you know, and a mountain boy, I mean, it's everything, you know, if you're a football fan. It's you a know?
2: really good community and it's it's been a source of some amazing friendships and just connections and all these positive things. And again, yeah, to see a club that's a year and a half into its existence, basically, uh, have like a national slash international recognition and a super passionate fan base and packed games, even on rainy days, is amazing. But on the flip side, let's talk about a club with apparently no fan base, no stream. You're talking about um, Seaport. Uh, it's it's
0: coast port? I believe uh, coast Got a it. The Coastport game. This, oh, the 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 sea goats united.
1: I sea was- ghost? I don't. Nope. I'm not sure. I know this team. List-
0: coast coast to ghost. Is that the goats? Goats or ghost? Anyway, uh, listen. I wanted say. to say. I know they play. I know they play. Not not. It can't be the coast or the port because they don't play near water. It's it's all very confusing. It's like 45 minutes from water.
1: The sea labs united. But listen, I just want to say that in in the game of football, opposing fans chirping you is a reality. And when the other team decides that they're just going to block everyone that chirps them, in a community as small as USL2, I think that is the wrong choice. And I'll leave it to you boys to follow up on that. But I just don't think that Seaport is used to attention or social media, any kind, and has reacted poorly to our yeah was, attention to them.
2: Yeah, so for the the backstory there is there's a little bit of chirping about the lack of a stream, sort of leading up to the game. Uh, all done in 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 generally good humor and
1: you know, generally though, generally, generally yeah,
2: it was it was the same sort of criticism that we level at I think pretty much all the clubs. Uh, where's the stream is the general gist of it. Um, as we've pointed out many times over, um, it's not hard to have a stream having, having wider, uh, a wider broadcast for your team and all the teams in your division and your league benefits, you benefits like your players. It's just a a simple and good thing to do. So that was the origin of our, uh, our latest, (laughs) our latest efforts. Um, but again, I think this gets back to something we've talked about many times over, which is that this club, Vermont Green, is exceptionally well run, and uh, and unlike almost any other club in USL too. There are again a few exceptions, and I'm sure you know I'm biased because I've I've done some design work for them and seen how like uh, Minneapolis SC and Ballard sort of do things. And they have passionate fans. They have you know great social media presence. They have streams. Um, but it's really, uh, you know, Vermont Green's a special club within our division. Um, and I, I'm my hope is that between, you know, a little bit of carrot, a little bit of stick, we can sort of prompt other clubs to follow suit and be like, hey, like, produce a stream, keep people updated, make this like a, a, good, a good division for players to be in and for teams to compete in. And I would love for every team to look and sound as good as... Um, as we do, uh, somebody, let's talk about the radio broadcasts and how awesome Brian is. I, I just
1: yeah. want to follow up and say, do you guys remember if there were streams last year?
0: Yes. There were a couple, yeah. In fact, there were streams this year, uh, that, you know, and I got to We had a stream
1: opening game against uh, Boston.
0: Boston City. Yeah, but I, I but have I to apologize. I couldn't
1: tell you for honest if that was us or if it was the opposing team, it but, was
0: the opposing team. Uh right. And it, it wasn't great. And I think we had the same thing with Boston Bulls and Boston city last year. We, I, I kind of ragged on them a little bit for their, for their, their shitty cell phone, you know, stream. But at the same time, guess what? It was a shitty cell phone stream. Uh Western mass pioneers. Does does streams uh, with 11 sports. Um So, I mean, it it's not hard to do this is 2023 we are sitting there and we're chirping them and we're not, and it's kind of lighthearted fun chirping it, there wasn't anything disrespectful or mean or you know the, the thing about it is is that we're trying to create an action you know uh in order to to get clubs to understand that people want to see them and the easiest way to see them play and to, and to grow your fan base is to make them visible. Yeah. Whether it's, whether it's doing social media stuff, which is pretty easy. I mean, you know, I'm a Gen Xer. I've kind of figured out Instagram a little bit. And <laughs> um, not great, but I'm okay at it. Um, Grandpa. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the, 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 this, it's just, it's so easy to do. And it, those tripods don't cost a lot of money. I got one for my daughter for Christmas and she plays with it all the time. Um, you could follow a game you don't even have to have commentary. Now, we could talk about Brian. Um, I think Brian is um not always given the credit that he deserves. You know, we 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 give our plaudits to Tommy because he's out there, he's at the games, he's shouting out fun things, he's getting the crowd involved, you know, uh overall good dude. We Brian doesn't get a lot of those same plaudits because he's kind of behind the scenes giving the the view to the folks that are not able to be at the matches.
1: He does have that iconic voice though. That is he has got an amazing. Very face. recognizable. I yeah. mean, you know, the man's voice is electric.
0: You'll hear, you'll hear him at the beginning of our podcast.
1: Yeah. I, I, I just, I'm frustrated because I share the same sentiments with you guys is like, how hard is it to do a stream? And, the reason I'm I'm more frustrated is not not generally because I don't get to watch the boys beat these teams because hey we know where they're gonna but <laughs> it, the fact is it doesn't grow the league yeah there's a fan base out there just as rabid as us in New Hampshire in Boston in Western Mass that would watch these games if they weren't you know a able to go to the games you know they'd watch these away streams we don't know what kind of benefit our away streams are doing for these fan bases that you know are playing against us and i feel like the benefit outweighs the harm of spending the cost to stream these things i mean i'm willing to watch a shitty iphone stream it's like a nominal
2: cost we're not talking about anything more than and I mean, yeah, exactly.
1: And I feel oh. like it taps into a fan base that isn't properly served, especially in New England, where we have the revs. And if you don't like the revs, that's it. You know, but if we were able to stream these games, you you've all of a sudden you've got Western Mass fans, you've got New England fans, you've got Maine fans. I mean, you've got all these people that could be tapped and could help grow the league. Um And I think we've seen a lot of negative reaction this week, specifically with Seacoast, because, you know, either they don't want to do it or they just don't like Vermont green fans. I mean, they're both equally possible, but you know, I, what are your guys, I, I think we should brush the elephant in the room. I think there's been a lot of negative chatter with Seacoast FC's social media versus mountain boys fans in general. And I'm wondering what your guys take off is on that. I honestly believe
0: uh, Will that, you know, it, it kind of started it kind of started uh, uh, for I think for us in the Slack in uh in Slack in case you guys uh, are wondering yes our uh, our sponsorship for social media uh, chat apps is still open so you can jump in there anytime you want but um, on our Slack somebody had mentioned that Western Mass Pioneers when they played them earlier in the week had been calling them uh, Seaport. <laughs> in all of their updates. So I think that kind of caught on with us. Uh, we started asking them if there was going to be a, uh, a stream. No answer. No answer. No answer on social media. So we just started. Everybody started chirping at them a little bit to try and get them to maybe react or give us at least an answer. And we got nothing. So uh, I, I think. And when no-
1: you say nothing, were, did you get a response? Did you get anything? I got no response.
2: No, no, no. And before And before this, folks had reached out to ask about a stream and there was no response, which is, you know, look, I, I, I think all this in terms of like the fan base, the social media stuff, uh, the streaming, the marketing materials, the look and feel teams, all that ties back to how each club is run and what their mission is and where they make money. And... um I don't think there's any other club in our division that has the mission that Vermont green does. Um, And I mean, this is like mission in like the big world sense of like doing good and through a variety of different channels for a variety of different causes. Um, But if you're, if you're one of these other clubs, I think a lot of times their focus is solely on revenue from youth programs and camps and that sort of stuff. So the USL Two team is sometimes like an afterthought. I, you know, this, I'm, this is my outside observation, sort of guess. And so there's there's not the awareness or the interest in in promoting the USL Two aspect of their organization. But again, like a, a, a massive a massive lost source of uh, of outreach of interest of bringing in players. I mean, if you're if you're a college player and you want to stay in the Northeast and or new england and you look at the clubs around you like man, like like it's it seems like it's just a painfully easy, painfully easy choice if you're looking at any of the clubs versus vermont green in terms of like what they're doing on and off the field and so again like i feel like you know i don't know how these clubs are run individually but my general sense is that it's very much a like a youth program revenue focused operation usl2 team is an afterthought and that includes everything from streams to the logo to social media stuff. so uh, it's it's gonna be an, it's gonna be a point of friction for for I'm assuming at least another year or two. I don't think any of these clubs are making sudden about faces in terms of what they're gonna do. Um, I think if we can continue to put pressure on folks and u s l two to make you know something like streaming like a requirement. great. um and I also think you know, just division wise. And sport wise, having a rivalry is good. And that means sort of some back and forth. And in the same way that like I get amped up for Liverpool facing Man United, like I want Seacoast and Vermont Green to be like, well matched, intense rivals. That's good for the league. It's good for the game. It's good for the fans. So yeah, the chirping will continue until morale improves
1: yeah I mean, I definitely prefer Seacoast United's official Twitter to flame us than to block us, you know because I you know we've used Seacoast and Western Mass as our top contenders fairly, and um, I guess it's just a little disappointing that the response of of Seacoast is to block our more ardent supporters, especially where nothing they've posted has been especially controversy uh it's just a little disappointing. Um, but I think, you know, Vermont green, you know, the USL two has been around for a long time. And I think that we're disruptors. I think that we're a threat to how USL two has been carried out before. I don't think there's been, especially in new England, a serious fan base like we've had before. And I think that it's threatening to, to teams like USL, like to Seacoast and mass that we're here. We've got a massively improved team from last year and we're, and we're coming for your spot. So, you know, I think that part of it may be the fear that, you know, Seacoast may need to up its recruitment game because I, I I struggle to believe that there's any team in our division that's offering a better package for, for summer football than we are is even Seacoast with its pedigree fair dues to Seacoast they've been at it a lot longer than we have but I think when you you look at the last two years I think they have to feel threatened and I and I'm I'm sure their social media person is not, has not been prepared for crazed fans to start tweeting negative things at them yeah let's yeah.
0: talk about the game yeah let's 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 get into that because uh we had two amazing goals from uh Yannick Bazini again. Um it just seems what, what's that five goals in what three games? Uh five and three. Five and three. <laughs> I mean, the the man's a monster, right? Um he's he's big. Um he plays that traditional number nine um plays hold up play in the in, in the box. Uh he heads the ball very well. Um you know, gets, gets underneath, gets underneath balls on, on crosses and corners. Um, but he's also there to, to, to sweep up, right. He's, he's kind of plays a little bit of a sweeper role too. that. The goal that he scored uh, against um, the, 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 the Seahawks um, was hmm. the first goal was, was off a of Zenge shot. It was a rebound off a of Zenge shot that he kind of swept up and put in and um, and that kind of set the tone. Like the game had been for me listening. Um, it had been kind of bouncing around uh, uncomfortable for the green, uh, you know, until that goal Um the, the possession had bounced around a little bit. Once, once we scored that goal, I think the table started to turn and uh, Vermont started to, you know, settle down, play into the game, take advantage of, uh, uh, of, of, the Phantoms High Line, um, and, and and that really really showed there are a lot of uh, excellent chances. Um, you and I, I don't know that Seacoast was ever really in it until the very end of the game when they had to be. Um, the second the second goal was off a corner kick, a header from a corner kick. Um, I, it, also beautiful. You know, it, it, we just have so many people that are that are in this in this squad that are that are contributing without actually being major goal scorers, which you don't really see that often in teams that have one or two guys that are scoring all the goals. You don't see a lot of other big contributors. Everybody is contributing uh, from like, you know, like Musa and and Nate in the back, holding, holding, uh, holding court in the back, you know, um, to the midfield, to the fellows up front, whoever is playing, whether it's Nacho or Fede or or Bazzini, you know, playing up front, you know, you you or you have Zach Zengay playing kind of that number ten, distributing the ball, uh, and Bilal Kamal, you know, like we have an embarrassment of riches with this club, and it, I, I think that it really showed in the last two games for us, like how our depth is is a major contributing factor to the success of this club
2: yeah listening to the listening to the broadcast which again i mean shout out to Brian for doing ninety minutes solo and just creating like a really compelling really compelling stream of uh of, of a game like that was just fantastic man so thank you um but listening to that like you could just tell that um like you said like uh uh Musa and Nate Jones in the back were winning almost every long ball uh and um Probo and and Pacella in the center of the field were running the show there. And um, Zange was creating a bunch of chances and was a threat. Bilal didn't have a goal, but was a threat, had a bunch of chances. And so you have that much sort of consistency in the back and movement in the front and lane on the other side. and, And then sort of like the wings were shut down really nicely. Like everything was clicking. And again, there were players who could have been swapped in and out who would have fit into the system really nicely. But like, just having that solidity in the back and just dynamism in the front is just, it's, it's terrifying. It must be terrifying to be the other team and be like every long ball is going to get it cut out or second ball is going to picked up. And then we are susceptible to counter because there's just so much pace and skill coming back the other way. And um, you know, I loved Zach creating that first goal basically by like getting the shot off and leaving it dumped out for, um for Bazzini. So um yeah, it's it's been really interesting to see how the team has evolved and changed as players have sort of been brought in and how they've combined with existing players or new players and just sort of like all the different combinations. And um, you know, no matter what team is starting, I'm I'm excited because there's just a you know, a no shortage of like talent and excitement on that, on that squad.
1: And I just want to shout out really quick because we've had a lot of defensive formations, but I feel like there is one person that is always in every formation we play, and that's Musen Dye. I mean, yeah. this man is incredible. He's he's a left-back prospect for he, he He's slotted into almost every position in the back line. He's quickly had one of the best chance I've ever heard of the Vermont Green. You know he's played right back. He's played left back. He's played center back. He's played defensive midfield. I mean the man is incredible, and I I just want fans to know that this is his first season and he's just been lights out since the day he started.
0: First of many, I hope. But you know, he he doesn't. He at the at the risk of uh, of jinxing things. I don't. I don't typically believe in jinxes or luck. I think we make our own luck. Uh, People make their own luck, but. Uh, at the risk of jinxing anything, I don't think the guys really put a foot wrong all season, um, you know. And, and and I I think that's very telling too. I mean, a, a player who's you know their first season in in competitive USL uh, pre professional soccer, it. it he's kind of unflappable you know he seems super super confident i mean i see that nate jones too um but moose's like confidence um and 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 the way like you said well he just slots kind of into any position he was playing midfield earlier in the season um and you know like you said well, the
1: way he was introduced to us was as a defensive midfielder
0: right right so we
1: had a lot of conversations internally about where is this guy slot in is he midfield is he a defender and he hasn't really played that position since. And it's like I wow. think it's
0: a, a little bit having to do with like the fact that he played one game in place of Zach Barrett and and kind of like transformed everything. Yeah, um,
1: he is and- nailed on. He may be like one, two, three on the team sheet. Uh, the man just slots in. You know, mm-hmm. uh, It's the important part. But
0: yeah, and and I just and I I just enjoy watching him play. Um, he's pretty graceful for a big man. Um, just Mm -hmm. like Nate and just like Nate too. Like uh, we have another embarrassment of riches and at center back, like we have guys who, who, whose body positioning, whose ability to be big men and carry the ball and be confident on the ball, as well as being great, like ball playing center backs too. Like it's, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty amazing to watch that. Like for a second season, we don't have to worry about who's going to show up in defense. Now we got like uh, for a second season, we have like, like you said, nailed on starters right there, team sheet guys who are just able yeah. to walk right in. And
1: I'll say his name is Nate Jones. But the fact is, how good they are on the ball, there is a bit of exposure because we did let in three goals against AC Connecticut and we did let a goal in against Seaport. But the <laughs> offensive element of these guys and their ball playing ability i mean it it whizzes out from from the center back line to to our to our forwards i mean the it it's it's hard to to describe how quickly the ball moves out of play from these guys so like the 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 defensive exposure is is totally worth the the offensive element these guys offer while being super commanding in the air which is a huge attacking style in USL two.
2: And the goal I think the goals that we gave up in, in the AC Connecticut game and at the end of the the, the porthouse game um were like goals that were given up when things were pretty well in hand and obviously a little more tension in the in the you know the Sea Cats game because it was stoppage time and it was a one goal difference, but you know, those are okay. Like they're not. You don't want to give up goals ever. But if you're gonna give up goals, do it when you have a five-one lead. When you're up 2-0 in the final two or three minutes of the game. That's that's slightly better than you know <laughs> than at any other point. Um, but I think we need to pause and just sort of acknowledge how big of a win this was. First time for Green has beaten um, the seedark. The Sea Dogs, uh, and it's at their. And I use this term loosely. Stadium. Um,
1: loosely, you use that loosely.
2: It's like it's a huge win, and I think it's. I wonder what the sort of like psychological benefit for the club is because I feel like that was sort of like one of those, those sort of things, those bogeys that you carry. Where you're like, yeah, we still haven't beaten them, and that's been cleared away. Um, so, guys, your take on that on that win where it's sort of like, how does that reset the mentality at the club? And also just, you know, looking at the table, we assuming Seacoast wins their next game, we're two points up on them, three points up on Western mass, four games left. we got to be feeling pretty good, right? I mean, this is, uh, had you given us this option at the start of the season to be, you know, sitting where we are with four games left. I think all of us would have taken that in a heartbeat.
0: We have the harder of the, we have the harder of the, uh, of the schedules going down going down um i think western mass is has has it in their in their back pocket so i mean they have two games against uh two games against boston city no one game against boston city and then they get to play black rock twice um as well as vermont green we have to play western mass we got to play pathfinder uh we play black rock and we play boston city so
1: Right. I mean, we're against BlackRock next, and then then Pioneers, so I think we'll know pretty certainly how our season's going. So, I think, obviously, Pioneers is a tough game, but I think the rest of the games are obviously, you know, win, but, you know, I think a lot of it comes down to to, uh, Western Mass. So, I mean... We're a lot stronger than we were at the start of the season, which is uh, surprising given the players we have uh, lost along the way. But I think that the um, style is a lot stronger than it was at the start of the season.
0: So, yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know, and and looking forward to, you know, the uh, seagrass has a has a game in hand still, <laughs> and they still have to and, and they still have to make up. Uh, those other two points on top of that. So, I mean, Vermont green in the driver's driver's seat for the rest of the season here. It's, it's a matter of what's going to happen against Western mass pioneers. I mean, hold Western mass pioneers off and, you know, make sure that sea glass doesn't, doesn't go ahead and, and take that game in hand and, we have a screw up because we don't, if we don't have a screw up somewhere or a trip along the way and let them in, I think Vermont green waltzes to the, the, to the title in the division that said nothing is a given in this league. Nothing is a given in any league really. So, I mean, anything can happen. Crazy shit can happen. And um, look,
1: you know, Seaglass still have to play as you, Connecticut, which have proven to be a dangerous team to teams that's not expecting them to win. So, I do think there's still risk in their schedule. I think there's, you know, the the bigger risk for us is Western Mass, but I think that it's definitely there for us. And so I think that without getting, you know, too big for our britches, I think the next step is preparing for the potential teams in the in in the playoffs. So, you know, we have you know, if we're lucky, you know, teams we have to think about are Long Island. So, you know, I think there's a lot left to play for here. But I think that we've set ourselves up for a strong position in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. You know, teams you, like Long
0: Island, Chicago City, that those teams are going to be tough.
2: Even just thinking about last year where, you know, came down to the final game of the season, to be sitting where we are now is a massive improvement. The potential to win the division as opposed to squeaking as, uh, like, you know, <laughs> a three seed, a huge improvement. And... You know, it's, it's, I think it's worth thinking about where the club has come even in the past, you know, from season one to season two and being like, this is massive, man. This is like a continuation and an improvement without losing any of like the stuff that we love about the, you know, the, the club and the game day experience. It's been like a big jump up in terms of the quality and the, and the results. And um, yeah, it's going to be a fun finish to the race to the finisher.
0: Alrighty. Well, I think that's going to end it for us, uh, tonight. Uh, we did go a little, a little o- over what we normally do, but there were some things that we actually just absolutely had to talk about. Um, we got some stuff off our chest. Uh, we didn't get into any kind of a crazy argument about our, our uh, professional league teams. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, here we are, uh, for, games- I mean, who wins that argument, but I'll stop there. So anyway. Four league games left for Vermont Green. Uh two home, two away. So uh I mean we got a big one coming up on uh on Sunday. Hopefully not in the rain. Hopefully the rain that holds really off. Be nice. Yeah. At least for one of these home games. Uh we can get the big crowd out there, get the drums beaten, uh, get the chance going and uh and and move on with our with our season. Any final thoughts from you guys? Up the green.
1: Uh, same as always up the green you know up the green
0: alright boys well that's been it for united in green tonight uh, join us next week probably uh, same bat time same bat channel uh, we can have fan questions and we can have a, a maybe some more fun uh, you know with the uh, dirt dogs or the sea wenches or whatever we want to call them it, it's
1: the sea cucumbers can we please get it right that
0: right yeah 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 sea cucumbers all right boys uh up the green up the green are you ready kids aye aye captain I can't hear you aye, aye captain oh <laughs> who lives in a pineapple under the sea SpongeBob SquarePants absorbent and yellow and porous is he SpongeBob SquarePants if not a nonsense be something you wish SpongeBob SquarePants then drop on the can flop like a fish. Ready. Bitch.